0: Welcome to the podcast of Grace and Peace Church. These are the teachings from our Sunday gatherings. We are supported by listeners like you who find value in the mission of discipleship. If you'd like to give financially, check out our website, our Instagram, our Facebook for the giving tab. And thank you for partnering with us in keeping the mission alive. Grace and peace to you. The last four weeks, we've been leading up to what we celebrate tonight, which is the Christ candle. Um, And we started out lighting the hope candle, and Peyton did a good job of preaching that one because I was sick that week, um, which is crazy, but um, did an amazing job of really describing what it looks like to have biblical hope. And it's not just wishful thinking. um, It has so much more to it. And I'm going to describe these. I'm going to go back in case you kind of missed some of these. I'm going to go back and go through some of them as we light them. Um, But the first thing I want to say is I love cinnamon. Do you guys like cinnamon? Do you guys like the smell of cinnamon? Like for me, yeah, like Christmas is cinnamony for some reason. And I think it was like a month and a half ago or maybe it was like three months ago when Home Depot already started having Christmas stuff. And I smelt the little cinnamon pine cones and I was like, we got to buy those. And I just grabbed like a a satchel of them and brought them home. And I was like, I love this smell. And they're long gone by now. But um, I love that smell um, because I feel like it just it transports me to this season. And it transports me to like growing up and smelling baking in my home because my mom is German. and She loves baking. Um, some of you guys that have journeyed with us for a while, I'm not going to bore you with all the like the things that we bake and stuff. But this like German uh, pie thing called a Linzer Torte, which is beautiful. And maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you've had it. Oh, my gosh. We're going to bake. We're going to do monkey bread, right? So we're going to bake tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be so good. But there's some cinnamon involved there. And it just, ah, oh, it's so good. I love it. Um. And, and what I want to talk about as we like, talk about this final candle is this idea that there are things that will take us places, right? There are smells that will take us places. Um, and when I begin to think of the baking that took place, it required certain ingredients in order to achieve monkey bread, Linzer tort, cinnamon rolls. I got some cinnamon rolls back there, so afterwards you guys can dig into them, okay? So just journey with me here. Um, but the cinnamon rolls required, the baking all required ingredients, right? Ingredients to achieve this final beautiful thing that we get to enjoy, that maybe some of you guys already got to dig into, right? That it tastes so good because of the combination of these things that came together to make this final thing. That's how I th- see Advent, is we have these themes that we we, we study, we, we dig into, we... Um, we meditate on, we pray over, and we read these passages that all point to this final end product, this beautiful, delicious end thing that is life-changing, transformative, right, in what we celebrate in Jesus. And so I want to continue like using that metaphor a bit as we talk about this, um, this idea that these ingredients achieve something beautiful in our lives, not just something tasty, but... These ingredients, these candles that we light, they achieve something and they point us to something that is very beautiful, that is very life-giving. And so Advent prepares us for Jesus. And so I want to go through these themes. And so as we encounter Jesus, as we encounter the thing that truly transforms life, much like a cinnamon roll, um, maybe it's not so transformative for you, but think of your baked tree that transforms your life into a magical place. Um, does anyone remember what the very first candle is? Hope. Oh, where's the... Uh, it's this one, probably. Messing with you. It's the one that's been burning the longest, and I couldn't decide which one's been burning the longest. But hope burns the longest, and it has this beautiful reminder that we find hope in what Jesus brings, Right? I picture Mary as we've retold this story, and thank you guys all for reading and reminding us of this beautiful story so I don't have to preach all of it. You guys are preaching it. You guys are sharing it and teaching it. But what we see is this reminder that Jesus brings hope to us. Um, I want to read a quote here. It's by Abraham Heschel. He says, We live not by needs alone, but by hopes for that which we do not even know how to utter. A person is what he or she hopes for. We can have all kinds of hopes, and there's something deep and universal that Abraham Heschel refers to in the fact that we all desire hope, that we all need hope to survive. But what happens is in our culture, sometimes we hope in the wrong things. We hope in things that don't actually fulfill, that don't actually come to fruition and satisfy, and we end up sometimes having just a cheerful optimism, right? Hope is not just cheerful optimism. Maybe you've known people that are optimistic, but at times life gets difficult and weighty and heavy, right? So just being optimistic isn't enough, and what Jesus brings is this hope that is so much bigger so much more capable of handling our daily challenges that it gives us something that we need to be mindful of over and over, and that's what we do in Advent, the first candle of hope. So Jesus brings hope to our lives. Jesus brings what is the second one? Does anybody know? Peace. Thank you. We begin to experience peace. Jesus said... John 16, he says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. So everything that he's talking, and this is a conversation he has with his disciples, he's like, everything I've told you, everything I've been teaching you, the way of life, the ebb and flow of how you begin to handle challenges and the things that you face, he says, I told you these things so you have peace. In this world, you're going to have, what does he say? Trouble. But take heart. I've overcome the world. This is why we light that candle, because we're reminded that he brings peace that is so much bigger, again, than the circumstantial kind of peace that we chase after in our culture often, right? Um, I love stretching and doing things to keep my body at peace, but that's so temporary, right? There has to be a deeper spiritual peace, a heart peace, a mind peace that begins to be so much more than just a physical feeling, And that's what Jesus begins to do. He gets at the thing beneath the thing beneath the thing at the core of the thing, right? He gets at the center of it and says, I want to bring you peace that is so much more powerful than anything else this world can offer. Third candle, what are we at? Jesus brings joy. Yes, we get to have joy. Lighten up a bit, you guys. That's what the joke was, huh? We need to lighten up. We need to have some joy, right? Yeah. yeah, we need to be giddy and happy. And I know you guys always got smiles on your faces. I love it. It's great. We need to have that joy. But it's not, again, a superficial joy. It's not just putting a smile on your face when inside you're broken and hurting. It's a joy that is so much bigger than all that we think. In John 10.10, 10, and I quote this almost <laughs> ad nauseum because... I think it is so powerful that when Jesus talks about what it looks like to follow him, he says, just like in the last passage, the world will bring trouble. But he says, I come to bring life and life abundant. This is the message that he brings. I bring life abundant. The life that is overflowing, full life that begins to bring joy because you say, you know what? the challenges that I face, or the really good day I'm having, all of it is in God's hands. That he is fully capable, that he's big, strong, powerful, and able to handle whatever life circumstances I'm dealing with. And that's why I can have life abundant. Right? It's not just a superficial life abundant, like, yay, good job, God. It's like, no, God is going to work through whatever my situation might be to bring transformation, to bring new life, to bring a fullness to it and deep meaning to it. So that's where we have joy. And then the fourth candle, does anybody know what that one is? It starts with an L. Love. That's what we talked about last week, this beautiful idea of love that isn't just a Hollywood hot pink kind of love that is like a superficial kind of love. It's this love that that gives and surrenders I don't know if you guys remember, I talked about a couple of people that demonstrate love. One of those was Absolu, this guy who just gives generously of his life, continually in the midst of challenges that he faces in Haiti. He's continuously generous with his life to help others experience life to the full. Love is sacrificial, right? We talked about in 1 Corinthians what love looks like. The love isn't self-seeking. Love doesn't try and push my agenda on you. It says, how can I begin to serve you? How can I listen to you and your situation, your, your troubles, the things that you're facing? A love that is so much bigger than what our culture says because right, our culture says love is when you do something for me or the way that I feel as a result of being with you or around you or because of what you give to me. What you add to my life, but what Jesus says is no. Like love is what we begin to bring to others, even when they don't deserve it, even when they're frustrating to be around, even when it's challenging. Love is this. Like, it's it's lived out by Jesus, right? We see Jesus washing his disciples' feet, doing what a servant does, and yet he's a king who comes down in in body form and says. I want to come and serve you, all the way to the point of death on a cross, right? That's the ultimate love. It's sacrificial. It's giving. It's caring. At the heart of this season is these reminders, these ingredients, right? And all these ingredients come together to point us to Jesus. And that, to me, is what's so beautiful about tonight and what I love about getting together and having the lights and tasty treats together and coming together and sharing this story is this reminder that Jesus gets right at the middle of really what we need every single day. This way of transforming who we are from the inside out. What I love in the Christmas story is you see God made room for us, that he didn't say that you're a hassle to be around, you're a lost cause, this whole thing's going down the wrong road, just give up. It's God saying, I love you deeply, I'm going to take on flesh and blood to be with you, to demonstrate what life to the full looks like, so it's not just some... God in heaven telling us something that he doesn't understand and can't relate to. So he took on flesh and blood and experienced the challenges, the difficulties, the weight of a world that is around us, that is broken, and said, I love you. I want to enter into your space and made room continually over and over as you read the Gospels. Made room for people, right? Constantly made room. Another way to say... Advent is God made room for you and I. God made room for us. Making room in Advent is an invitation away from the chaos that the season can bring and into a space where God is at work. That we don't just light these candles and then light the final candle tonight and then walk out and then go into the rest of this year, the Whatever a few days, and then go into next year and just kind of wait all the way until the next time we do this whole thing. It's it's meant to be daily life. It's meant to transform all of who we are in this beautiful way. And when I begin to think of this season, when you think of Mary making room in her life, right, and the joy that she had, knowing that Messiah was gonna be born from her, that's crazy. You begin to think of Joseph, and you begin to think of, many times you hear of the innkeeper that made room. When there was no room for them to stay anywhere, the innkeeper said, well, here's what I got, a stable. You can go, this is like this is all I have. But he made some room, right? Made some room for the Savior. And this idea that we are invited to make room for God is somehow... It captivates what Advent is. It's anticipating what God is doing in our lives and making room and saying, I want more of this. I want more of this joy, this love, this peace, this hope that you keep speaking about throughout the scriptures. I want that in my life. And so making room is, is being open to what Jesus wants to do in and through us. People who make room inspire us, don't they? This is what I want to close with. I recently had the tastiest meal I've had in a really long time in someone's backyard who is a chef. This is a guy, Dave. He's part of our dive club. And he was like, Hey, I want to invite everybody over and all these spear fishermen come together and bring whatever catch you have. If you have some stuff in the freezer, or if you've got a lobster or whatever, I want you guys all to bring some kind of seafood, and I'm going to make this thing called a chipino. Anybody, anybody heard of that? Only me. Okay. I, I nicknamed it chip because everyone chips in, yo. All right. So chip That's the only way I could remember because I was like, chipino, what is this chipino? And he's like, it's the best soup you'll ever have. And I'm like, soup that'll blow my mind? I don't know. Like, let's do it. He invites us over and he has this pot that you can see in the photo. This is a I think he said a 15-gallon or 20-gallon pot. And he just starts throwing in all these ingredients. I'm like, how do you know how much to put in? He's like, I don't know. I've just been doing it so long. Like, I just know like, what to look for and what to like, smell and all this stuff. And he starts putting all this stuff in there. And so he took some of this mahi-mahi that I had and some lobster. And Lauren was there. He brought some ingredients, some tuna and all kinds of stuff. And it all went in there. And he broke it out when it was done, like opened the lid, and it smelled so good, okay? He takes it out, and he serves it up to everybody. Oh, he threw in clams from Carlsbad Lagoon. There's like a, a place that grows clams and all kinds of stuff, and he threw those in there. I'd never had clams before. Throws them in there, we pulls them out, puts them in a bowl, and he gives you some Prager Brother bread to dip into it with some butter on it. I was like, come on, right? And so we sit down. And I get to sit down with Dave, who's this chef, like professional, like the best chef. I don't even have time to get into the dessert that he made. It's mind-blowing. Okay, maybe I'll like post it somewhere. You guys can see it talk to me afterwards. I'll show you a photo of it. But this food was so good. I sat down and ate the soup, and I was just like, I didn't know soup could be this good. And he was like, I just love to cook. And so I sat there with him on the back porch. There's all these people there, and I was just like, you really love cooking, don't you? And he was like, I love it. And he just starts like gushing. He's just like, food to me is like, he has a tattoo of a knife on his arm, like a chef's knife. That's how committed he is. <laughs> and this guy's like, I just love food because it just brings people together. He's like, look at this. Like All these people came together, and everyone brought an ingredient. And it was so beautiful. He's like, I just love how like food unifies people. Right? I love that. And I sat there, and I was like, wow. I don't know if you know about God, but like God's using you in a powerful way that maybe you don't even know. So I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'll have that conversation with him eventually. But he understands this. Understood. Understands this core value that we all have that we need to connect. I think that's what Advent's doing. It's all these ingredients that come together that allow us to connect to this one thing that is the most important thing. Right? We could talk about peace, and that can be its solo thing. And that's good, but we need all these things to come together in order for it to be really, really tasty, really, really good. You miss a couple of ingredients in those cinnamon rolls, what's happening? Yeah, not so good, right? You miss the sugar, it's going to be, uh, you miss the cinnamon, we need it. And I think that's the Christian faith is like as we begin to be obedient to what Jesus is doing, we get to surrender to this. And this is what I'm going to close with. Let the wholeness, let all the ingredients, hope, peace, joy, love, let all these ingredients point us to Jesus and let it feed your soul. That's the one thing I just want to close. I just hope that it feeds your soul. And so we're going to take out your candles. Um, I'm going to light this one right now because this is what ultimately feeds our soul. I can claim that there's going to be other things that are good for my life. Sure, there's all kinds of beautiful truths that we see in our world all around us that are good for us. To have hope is good, but if we don't have hope in Jesus, it's going to to run out. It's going to be limited. It's not going to have the full flavor profile that we're looking for. The full flavor profile comes when we begin to follow Jesus and begin to surrender and allow him just to wash our soul in a season that may be very heavy for you right now, may be challenging, difficult. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. My prayer tonight is that the Holy Spirit Jesus, the Father, begins to just rest in your life. Maybe you need to take a deep breath. Everybody, just take a deep breath right now and just let out a sigh really slow. Sometimes we just need to rest in the fact that Jesus wants to bring new life. And that's all that matters. Like the gift giving, sure, that's fun. The baking, it's delicious. But Jesus is truly coming to bring rest for your soul, new life. Like he wants to transform life completely, not just a little bit, completely. And I, my prayer, our prayer is just that that candle would, would transform life for you tonight. Maybe it's a reminder for you tonight. Or maybe it's something that is totally new and you're just like, yeah, I want to I I learn more about what that kind of peace looks like. That peace that just allows me just to rest in the fact that Jesus comes to transform us. We're going to light the candles and we're going to kill the lights. And so here I'm going to light this one and it's going to go around the room. And so just... As we all light from this one candle the Christ candle where you be reminded that his light shines through you. Sorry, I can't do two things at once. But as it's lit, be reminded that Christ's light lives in you. He wants to live through you and shine brightly in your life.